Well, welcome to another Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso, Clay Ferrero uh, here talking some hoops during these NBA playoffs, but it has nothing to do with the playoffs. Instead, the rumors concerning the Miami Heat were always seemingly in the news when a player seems disgruntled, when a player seems like he wants to go, when there are reports of a player that maybe wants to see his time end in a certain place. And in this case, that player is Damian Lillard, who I think every Heat fan would say the same thing. I want that guy on my team. Clay, it's obvious that the first thing you think of is, okay, how can the Heat get him? But my first thought is the same question, but in a different tone. How the hell can anyone <laughs> Damian Lillard? So I asked for both tones about Damian Lillard. What are your answers? Well, I don't I, – I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think much like with many of these guys, you, you have to want to be in Miami and, and maybe nowhere else, and, and you have to make it clear to everybody. You know, I think you look around and the Knicks are a perfect example of a team that would have a ton of assets that, hey, if Lillard wanted to be the guy or was open to being the guy that went to New York and, and turned the Knicks from a playoff team to a, a championship caliber team, it's, it's a no-brainer. They, they would have the assets to make it happen. But with that said, if, if Lillard struck up a relationship, for instance, with Bam at, at, in Tokyo, uh, or for whatever reason he wanted to be in Miami. I guess there are some ways that the Heat could pull some strings and, and unlock some draft picks and, and make a, a somewhat competitive offer. But, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing how you would pull this off if you're Miami unless Bam is included. And, and obviously then it wouldn't matter if he, if he uh, built up a relationship with Bam. Yeah, you said it, and I'm glad you did, because that was the next topic. I said the second tone of how the heck does anyone think they could get Damian Lillard? Well, Bam Adebayo being involved would certainly be one of the ways. I mean, could you see, and again, this is all very fresh. This was a report on Sunday. This is not anything that, that we know is for a fact. It's a, it, it, was a, it was a report. Was it Chris Haynes, right? Uh, it's a guy yeah. Yeah, he, yep. who's very well respected. So this isn't some crazy blog or conspiracy theory. This is a well-respected NBA insider reporting this. There has to who, be- who, also, who also happens to have a very, very good relationship with Dame. I mean, they're, they're as close as it gets when it comes to, to yeah. media and, and so players. This definitely seems legitimate. But again, so if you think of that, okay, he could be available, how would you even make it work if you're Miami? Portland is not just going to give him away. Portland is not just going to give him away without no assets. Not only is he one of the best players in the NBA, a premier scorer, an elite player, he's one of the more likable, marketable, and popular guys in the league who, oh, by the way, is adored by the city of Portland for what he's done there. I I don't know how the Heat could even make this move without starting with Bam, and would you even want to do that? Man, that's a tough one. It's it's hard because – you know, full disclosure, like we've spent time with Bam and he's a great dude. Like it's, it's so hard to sit here and, and be objective when it talk, when you're talking about trading Bam on a bio, if you were to step back from this and say, okay, you have an elite all NBA caliber player in his back end of his prime. I mean, let's be honest. Jimmy Butler's 31 years old. That puts you, he's in his prime but he's not at the beginning of his prime. I don't know that he's in the middle of his prime. I think you would say he's in the back half of his prime. So if you're all about maximizing what you have with Jimmy Butler right now, I, it's something where, hey, you, you take personal relationships out of it and how you feel about somebody. 
I, yeah, yes, yes. I, it's, yes, it's Damian Lillard. It is Damian stinking Lillard. Like you, you have to at least consider it. Now with that said, I, I think you would then have to, you're not then emptying the cupboard in addition to BAM because BAM is so great that, you know, you, you would have to make sure that you still keep some of your assets in order to build a team around Jimmy and, and Dame um, and, and trading somebody like BAM would allow you to do that. Uh, but it would hurt. It would hurt a lot. And, uh, you know, but, but yes, I, I hate to say it, but if you're sitting here and, and Damian Lillard is possible, Bam Adebayo is the, the one player you have that can trump assets that other teams would offer. I mean, I'm really torn on this one because, I, to me, Bam is – I know it's hard to really pinpoint Bam's value or put it into words because he does so much. He's never going to be the 30-point scorer, right, which Damian Lillard obviously is. He's never going to be the takeover a game at every moment, you know, like a Kevin Durant. I mean, there are – I mean, let's face it, there are only a few of those guys in the league. That's why they're future Hall of Famers. But there are also a few guys in the league that can do what Bam can do defensively and the combination with his offense and his energy and his youth and leadership and his, everything that Bam is ascending. Damian Lillard's not ascending. He has ascended. He is at the peak. I mean, Damian Lillard has nowhere to go. I mean, he – but down. Not that I'm saying he's going down. But he is at a peak. He is elite. It just pains me to think that you're going to move on from Bam to get a Lillard. Now, if you do it, you better think, you better know that Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, whatever the heck else you could scrap together as a championship team, which leads to the question, do you think Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and whatever they scrap together as a championship team? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I trust, I trust them. Now, this is assuming that they don't, they don't make the move and give up all, you know – Again, I said there are certain ways they can unlock some draft picks and use them as assets. So this is assuming that you're not just giving up everything for Damian Lillard. So you'll still have the ability to kind of tinker the roster around those two players. But look, man, you look around the league and it's how many duos would you say are better than those two? I mean, assuming LeBron and Anthony Davis stay healthy, obviously – those two. I, I think Kawhi and, and, and Paul George, although I, I wonder how much health is going to start to play a role there. So, you know, with that said, obviously, yeah, Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn. Like, like that's, that's the obvious answer. I mean, um, one, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, look, there, there are some obvious answers there. But when you've got the two, that dynamic of a duo, and you have the ability to build around those guys – do, do I say they're going to be hosting the Larry O'Brien trophy for sure? Of course not. Not in the league where crazy things happen. But do I think they have the ability to do that? And do I think this organization is smart enough and, and attractive enough to guys kind of on the fringe that, that aren't going to get big money deals but could really help a team that they could put together that kind of roster? Yeah, I do. I do. And I, I just feel like Dame is – the Jimmy Butler and, and Damian Lillard are just the – perfect compliment for one another and you know you're what you're going to allow Jimmy to do now is is not not have to do everything to facilitate on offense I mean you're just I you know I, I can't say it enough I think they'd be the perfect compliment for one another it's scary to think of how good they would be together and that's the only reason why I would even 
entertain the idea of including Bam in, in any sort of a deal for Dane. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there. Maybe, and again, because it's new, it's fresh. I haven't, you know, this is all just speculative. I mean, not necessarily Lillard news, because obviously, again, that comes from a, a well-respected NBA insider who's well-connected to Damian Lillard. You mentioned it right off the bat. Lillard would have to come here. Lillard will have a lot of say if he leaves Portland where he will go. I mean, that's just the way the league works now. We see it all the time with stars. But from a Heat perspective, you know, when you hear about the Heat potentially going under after a Cal Lowry or, you know, and then put together veteran pieces, whether they're going to move Tyler Hero, which we can discuss in a moment as well, those ideas along with Jimmy and, and Butler – or Jimmy and Bam, excuse me, and what they're building uh, – I like Lillard is I think you know this he's one of my favorite players in the league I mean this is not a Damian Lillard I don't want him on my team discussion this is I don't want to lose Bam out of bio and what does it do to the rest of the team discussion in the end when it's all said and done if that's what it took I, I would think that the Heat would have to consider it if Lillard wanted to come here but it's man that's a tough discussion Clay it really is and, and it's in this discussion that our Heat fans are going to be having into the week and into the following weeks until whenever this Damian Lillard stuff dies down and if he really does get moved. Now, a guy that potentially could get moved and that it was certainly discussed this week a lot is Tyler Hero. And uh, was it Five Reasons that had the uh, the report? Where, where did you see it as well with the Tyler Hero? Yeah, I believe Five Reasons was first. I think I want to say it was Evan Massey who who made another mention of it, and I think there may have even been one more. But it's pretty clear that this is this is making the rounds in league circles right now, and it's 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 people clearly picking this up independently. But yeah, I, I believe Ethan uh, Ethan Skolnick was the first with this over at Five Reasons. And so you know that Tyler Hero, there's a, a much higher uh, percentage of chance that he will get traded than not. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little surprised. And it's not because I I, I buy into when Pat Riley called. Tyler, the core, you know, when he mentioned that he was the core in his state of the heat address, Pat will say things like that. And then, and, you know, and, and then show you the door a moment later. I mean, I get right. it. Business works. I just don't know what's out there for them to get. I mean, I think, and, and the heat fans can't hear this enough from me. I am not the kind of person to tell you Tyler Hero is going to be a superstar. I, I've always been fair. I think of what Tyler can and can't be. And I'm, and you know this, that I like Tyler a lot as a player. I think he offers a lot. I think because he took a bit of a step back this year, people are undervaluing Tyler as if he's some scrub. And he's a 21-year-old shooter with guts who's played on the big stage already, who works hard and can get better. And he has limitations. He will defensively. The length of his arms, his ability in certain things will be difficult in some ways. He'll have limitations. But his fierce attitude, his ability to score, his, his drive to get to the basket, shooting big moments at 21 years old to me is something you just don't want to give away. So I'm always a person that likes to think of dealing or moving at the time that you have the advantage, right? Like you don't sell low, you sell high, right? Why are you going to sell low on Tyler Hero? Like what is the rush and what could you really get? That's my question to all this Tyler won't be here talk. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to be dealing at a, at a disadvantage and, and essentially taking a loss on, on, a, on a deal. To answer your question and why I, I think this is percolated so much, it's two things. Number one, it's what I already said, that, that Jimmy Butler is you know, back half of his prime. And, and you know, Tyler Hero being 21 years old. And, and look, Pat Riley is, is in the twilight here, too. I think – my gut says that Pat Riley wants his 
career, the end of his career to coincide with the end of, of Jimmy Butler's time in Miami. I think in, in Pat Riley's perfect world, that ends with a championship and both of them riding off their separate ways into the sunset and, and, and drinking bottles of wine. Um, so I, I have a feeling that what this is leading to is whatever they have to do to put the best roster together for this year mm-hmm. and perhaps the upcoming year. And maybe they give Jimmy Butler the, the extension this off season, um, you know, to, to add some stability there. But I, I will, I think it's, it's more about, it's less about thinking what Tyler hero is going to be as a player at the age of 24, 25. And it's who, who is, who is it that they can get for the promise of Tyler Hero at 24-25 that is right now better? They can make this roster better immediately. And, and, and I just think that this is all about maximizing the back end of Jimmy Butler's prime. And, uh, you know, I, 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 Tyler Hero is their most tradable player. He's the most appealing prospect yes, that they to have be, to other teams. Has to be. You gotta, you gotta, and I know you can't give me names now, but I'm saying as this goes on, you got to give me names. Somebody's got to tell me. Okay, what are we talking about here? I don't want a lateral move to a veteran guy who could maybe do some of the things Tyler could do more consistently. I'd rather have the upside of the 21-year-old. I just would. So what are the – and I'm not – I know you can't give me names now. I know this is all just speculation and discussion. But I just – to me, giving up on Tyler Hero is a mistake unless you can really get a nice piece. Now, maybe in the inner circle of the NBA, Tyler Hero is not a depressed asset. Maybe he is an asset right now that still has – value for what he did in his rookie year and what he's shown and people see that last year with the COVID situation and injuries and all those things Tyler just had a rough year uh, a slump call it whatever you want and maybe his value within NBA circles is still high you tell me that and I'm listening but to just give up on Tyler at because he had a rough second year I can't accept that I can't understand it and I can't vouch for it I just don't and too many Heat fans either tell me when they see me or tweet me or whatever and saying like, oh, Tyler, this and that. I'd get rid of him whenever you can. Man, I, I don't know why. I don't see it. I can't go on board with that. I just can't. No, and, and I, I understand that. Um, yeah. To me, it all comes back to the timing aspect of all of this. And, and I think we, we know really, we know all too well what Pat Riley is, is all about. And, and he wants to win right now. And, and that's the way that he's been for a long, long time. And I think he feels like he's been patient enough. And I, my gut tells me that Jimmy Butler probably feels like he was patient enough with this team this year. And so to me, it's like, if you can, if you can get incrementally better now, I I'm with you, Will, as far as, Hey man, you, you got to balance the, the long-term prospects of this franchise with the immediate, but you know, so, you know, you say, give you some names. The, the one that has stood out to me, that I would, I would really like to see them take a long, hard look at, and and maybe you, you can make this happen without giving up. Uh, uh, you you'd, you'd have to give up hero, but Zach Levine, and you know what I what I don't think you know, phenomenal scorer, and everybody knew he could dunk. He's made himself into a great scorer. The other thing, Will, is year and a half ago, excuse me, two years ago, he was bottom five in the league when it comes to individual defenders. I mean, he was horrible. And last year, he's one of the better defenders in the league. He, he has worked to make himself into a real all-around player. And for whatever reason, he's never gotten this, this, uh, this, this view of, of being a star. He doesn't have this reputation of being a star. But again, man, you, you put him on this team, and maybe it's because he has such high usage in, in Chicago that he's not 
viewed that way. But you put him on this team with a Jimmy Butler, and and all of a sudden, man, uh, you know, you're you're taking some of the pressure off him. So that's the type of name to me that I think you could realistically look at putting together a package centered around Hero Four, and and then move forward that way. Now, who are you talking? I, I like because to me the focus of this offseason should still be not get rid of Jimmy or Bam. And Jimmy's not really a discussion here. Get rid of Bam at any in any way. The discussion should be who's the third and fourth pieces. Because they really here's the problem that we figured out with the Heat this year. The Heat have a one A and a one B, whatever way you want to put it. Jimmy's still the one A, Bam the one B. Jimmy had, you know, shown that caliber in the playoffs in big moments. One A, one B, right? Then all of a sudden it really does jump to like a four. You know what I mean? Like right. Goran, the way he played this year, he had his great moments, but few and far between because of his health and having to keep him, you know, keep his minutes down. Duncan, Tyler, Kendrick were all good at moments. Duncan probably more consistency, consistently, obviously, but they are not true two threes. You know what I mean? They're just not on a team. On a team, they really are ideal fours. So if you can get a three, right, a solid, like, and when I say three, I don't mean position. I'm talking about the, as far as the score, the kind of player, they are, the third most important piece, you need to get one. And almost like a 3A, 3B. And then whoever you decide to keep out of the youth, you know, whoever you're able to keep contract-wise and non-trade-wise, then you go there. That should be the focus of this offseason, not necessarily finding a way to get a superstar by moving one of those guys. And look, the name Kawhi Leonard's going to come up. That's a name that's yeah. going to come up. Is there any way that the Miami Heat could get a Kawhi or Dame and still have Bam or Jimmy? Well, I mean, Kawhi's a free agent, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, he would have to, to want to be out. Um, you know, it would be a tricky situation because I think we're all assuming that he has a torn ACL. And they're, they're, not, they're not reporting it because they don't want – you know, they want to make Phoenix still prepare as though there's a chance he comes back, I guess. But – I think, you know, when you hear ACL injury and you hear that the swelling is too bad to to get a firm diagnosis yeah. and then you haven't gotten an update since then, I mean, I'm no doctor, but that's a torn ACL in my mind. Um, so, you know, you have to think, okay, when would he be back? And, you know, or would he even – so that's – to me, that's – that's the Kyle Lowry, also a free agent. So, yes, you could, you could get either one of those guys without making that move. Here's the one that – I would – how about this, Will? And this is something that I just thought about because you got Lowry, who's a free agent. Okay. And then there's a player out there who I love that is – I read a report the other day, and I forget where it was, but he's he's viewed because of his contract as a depressed asset, like a, a negative asset, which – C.J. McCollum. So what if you were able to find a way to move money around? You know, you you trade your expiring, uh, you know, Goran Dragic's deal um, – you know, you and I wouldn't know all the mechanisms, but what if you found a way to put together a team that featured Lowry, McCollum, Butler, Bam, and then what else? You know what I mean? And I'm up, and whoever packet full in. I mean, that that to me is an East contender. Like, look at the way they right. out this year with the Nets having their injuries, the Hawks kind of being the surprise, the Bucks. You know, you don't know where they are yet as they're battling in these in these conference finals. Uh, that's the kind of team that can compete. That's all you can ask for. Let's not forget. A year ago, the Miami Heat went to the NBA Finals with Jimmy and Bam. They can find the way, and because the other pieces played so well, too, they can find the way with another player of that caliber you just mentioned to be a contender out of the Eastern Conference. They can. That should be the focus. 
So, so, and let's, that's something to me that's realistic because Lowry and Jimmy are, are, are super close. I mean, Lowry is the godfather of, of Jimmy's daughter. And, you know, so that's one that I, I think would be a fairly easy move. Um, and if, if Portland's, you know, Portland's moving Dame, it makes no sense for them to keep CJ McCollum if they can move him. And, and get some, because I mean, essentially, yes, he would be a depressed asset for them because they're not going to compete anytime soon uh, with Dame gone. So to me, it would help Portland clear the deck. You, you know, you could basically leverage both sides, both Portland and Toronto off of each other and say, hey, look, man, uh, you know, which one, whichever one of you wants to do a, a, a deal first, because with, with Toronto, it would have to be a sign and trade if they wanted to, because Lowry's a free agent, et cetera. So, like, there, there are a number of ways where that would work. And you could go small with Lowry, McCollum, Jimmy is your three, uh, Bam. But then you go and get a legit center, or, or who knows, maybe pay, play Deadman next to Bam. I, so, like, to me, that if you're not going to be able to pull off a move for a Dame, if Bradley Beal decides that he wants to remain loyal to Washington, if Zach Levine can't happen for whatever reason, or you don't want to give up here, those are the types of moves that I think you could actually pull off without giving up a whole lot. You wouldn't be able to bring back Duncan Robinson. You you would lose Kendrick Nunn. I mean, you wouldn't be able to afford those two guys. No, but I think that's but, anyways. You kind of know you're not going to afford those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, like if Toronto wants Duncan Robinson as part of a subject, it, it makes perfect sense. Like Lowry wants to be here. You you make a move like that. You give them someone that, that they may like, that the, the, the salaries would match up. Or you, you do the same with Portland. I, I have no idea what, what Duncan would think of going to Portland or Toronto. But so anyway, those are the types of things that, you know, if you're sitting there as a Heat fan thinking, okay, how do we make this team better? Those moves are the types – those are Andy Ellisberg specials. Yeah. Um, so and, – and you're bringing in good players that way. So, yeah, I think there are plenty of ways to, to improve this team beyond what may be a pie-in-the-sky deal with Dane unless you're willing to give up Dan. As we sit and tape now, as we're getting ready to enter July, let's end the pod by talking more likely situations. What is the most likely situation in your mind, Clay? The Heat get a whale? The Heat get a solid player to piece together with Bam and Jimmy? The Heat have to trade Bam to get a whale and Tyler Hero. So let's go through those four scenarios. The Heat get a whale. Do you feel the Heat might get a whale this offseason? No. No, if you're talking about being, if we're being strictly realistic here, like if you're saying 50-50 is the bar and you're telling me to pick one side of the two, I'm saying no. No, okay. All right. How about this? What is the likelihood that they keep Bam, Jimmy, and get a Lowry or one of the moves we type mentioned? Is that where the focus, is that the most likely scenario in your opinion? Darn close to 100%. That's the scenario. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I like that scenario. Period. Feel yeah. with Bam and Jimmy. I, I, that's to me. That's the core. And Pat said it as much. And while I joked earlier that you know Pat doesn't always tell you the truth and he'll knock you out the door, I don't think that applies for Bam and Jimmy. Uh, Tyler Hero, his future here is he a Miami Heat player as it stands now, getting ready to enter July? Will Tyler Hero be in a Heat uniform next year? Yes or no? No, no. And honestly, Will, I've felt that for a while, and that's it. Has nothing to do with uh, you know the reports this week. It has nothing to do with you know anything. I just think that I think that what we saw in the bubble from him last year, I feel like I feel like the Heat looked at him as, hey, 
man, if he keeps getting better from that quickly and, like, he's got the ice water in his veins and all that, then he's going to be really, really good this year. And so it didn't happen. And so I feel like – I don't even know if I want to say he took a step back, but because he didn't progress, I think they say, okay, it's not so much that we, we've given up hope on him being good long-term. It's that right now – we need to go with a more known quantity. And, and I, so I felt that way for a while, that they were going to whatever the best player was in return for Tyler Hero that they could. And Bam Adebayo. And I, by the way, I, I am 50-50 on that one. I, I, I honestly have no answer. I know that's the worst answer is no answer. I still feel Tyler's a part of this team. I really do. So I would probably lean toward that way. But after the reports this week and what you just said, I get it. I get that. Look, he is an asset. And, and, and if they want to make a certain move, they may feel like it's comfortable to go in a different direction. Tyler certainly does, in my opinion, still have value, as I told you earlier. So I just, I, I just hate giving up on a 21-year-old with the, with the scoring ability, the confidence, the talent he has. Again, knowing his limitations. Now, if you can get a, a valuable piece for him and his, his market is still high, then okay, I get it. I get it. I just don't want to dump Tyler here. I guess that's all I'm saying. Bam at a bio. Would you move Bam for a whale? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, you'd have to tell me the whale. But, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I'm sorry. Look, Damien, I, I'm sorry because I think if you're, I'm stuttering here. Yes, if it's Damian Lillard, if you're telling me that it is a bam and filler for Damian Lillard, yeah, yeah, and then you figure out the rest. I'm, and and that's really hard for me to say. Um, but you know, I wouldn't for Kawhi until we know the extent of the ACL. And the only reason to get you know that would have to be a sign and trade or uh, him opt in and whatever it is. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Obviously, you don't for Beal. Beal, um, I don't think, falls in that category. I mean, and look, I don't think Beal's getting moved this offseason. I know at the end of the no, year. No. 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 I think next offseason, I, I think he's going to give it another year with Russ. But, you know, I, I think when you say whale, like I'm talking, you know, I'm talking like all NBA, yeah. all, all NBA first, second team type player, you know, a Joel Embiid type, a, you know, I mean, those are the types of players that to me, which by the way, we didn't even touched on that. I don't know what Philly's going to do. And, and who knows, man, maybe, maybe the heat see some sort of uh, see something in Ben Simmons that they could bring him here for nothing. And, you know, like I, wouldn't come out of my mouth in this, uh, in this uh, podcast, you did it, but no, what's that? say the words Ben Simmons in this podcast. <laughs> what? Like, we don't know the value that they see in play. And they're so good at this. They're so, so I'm not, you know, but like if Philly, if Joel Embiid were to go to them and say, look, I'm out. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. We know Joe, we know Jojo and, and, and Butler are close, you know, like that's, that's another one that I would have to seriously consider. Um, like that's a whale to me. Uh, but those are the types of, like when you ask me if they, if, if I would be willing to include Bam in a trade for a whale, it would have to be an Embiid, a Jokic, a, 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 a Luka Doncic, a, a Damian Lillard. Like, those are the only types of players I would remotely consider trading Bam for. NBA player, a top 10 NBA player. And that's fair because Bam, look, Bam is not a top 10 NBA player. There's no, there's no shame in saying that. There's no, like, we're knocking Bam. He's a great young player. He's not top 10 in the league. And it's okay to say that. Um, so, yeah, if you can get a package where you could get a scruffled top 10 player, you absolutely have to consider it. I just – the way the setup is, I, I don't think the Heat are as far as people think they are. I don't think they're as bad as people think they are, but I do think they need help. And Jimmy and Bam need help. If anything was evident in this season, and in particular that series against Milwaukee, this one-two punch ain't doing it alone. I mean, they're not. 
They're just not. So what that becomes, the offseason is already. And, man, I didn't think we'd be doing a Heat podcast this week, and then all of a sudden it, all, everything broke loose and, and, and all this conversation. and It's just wild, uh, the NBA offseason. We'll continue to follow it here on the Miami Sports Pod. We'll obviously anything that happens in the next few weeks, we'll discuss it as well. But, Clay, uh, I wanted to take a moment. I didn't want to mention the beginning only because it's very tough to build off of something like this. But we know the big story in South Florida of the collapse at the Champlain Towers in Surfside. And I, I wanted to take a moment to send our thoughts and prayers because it's it, it's a tight community and, you know, this is our home and this is community that to see something like this happen to someone, to our neighbors, to people that, you know, it seems like everybody knows somebody who knew somebody in that building and in that community. And it's just been hard to watch. It's been hard to imagine and fathom uh, the lives lost and the, and the lives changed for families. So, I did want to send out my condolences, thoughts, and prayers. I know you feel the same, and, and having covered the story all week, it's just been an awful week in South Florida. It is. It has been. And, and you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, and thank you for doing that. And, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no words. There's no transi- transition to sports. You know, we've been, uh, you know, we, you just you, you hug your, you hug your little ones a little tighter. And, um, you know, uh, you just pray for those who are involved. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. That's, that's really all you can say. Every minute we get, you got a value. I know it's a cliche, but there's a reason that our parents told us that when we were kids and that we tell our kids yeah. that too, is that you just don't know. So you have to value that. So again, we, we all, you know, send our condolences to the families and it's obviously a big story in South Florida. So wanted to acknowledge that before we left. We do appreciate you listening to Miami Sports Pod as always. And like I mentioned, Clay and I be here throughout the off season in the summer to talk plenty about the heat off season and Dolphins camp not far away and whatever else happens in the world of sports. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing to the Miami Sports Pod.